welcome. We're listening to the Hindu podcast. I'm the diplomatic editor Sohasini Heather. Now the start of the intra-Afghan negotiations in Doha, the IAN as they're known, the first time the representatives of the Afghan government of Afghan civil society are actually sitting down face to face with no other foreigners, no interlocutors between them. That's something that's been welcomed around the world. Even India that thus far had refused to recognize or engage with the Taliban sent an official team to the inaugural ceremony external affairs minister uh, s jay shankar became the first indian official to address a gathering that actually included the taliban with me to discuss what this moment means for afghanistan and india's role as a friend of afghanistan is the former afghan president hamid karzai president karzai thank you for speaking to us thank you ma'am i'm happy to be here Now, as an as an elder statesman, a former president, we watched you uh, keeping an eye on the reconciliation process, engage in meetings with the different groups. Uh, what is your sense of how the talks so far are progressing? Well, we are very happy that the talks began. This is something the Afghan people have been uh, waiting for and desiring for such a long, long time, an end to the suffering and the return of peace. And I'm also very glad that. Uh, that india participated in these talks and that the um, uh, minister of external affairs mr jayshankar spoke and spoke well uh, to that occasion uh, the talks so far um, are going on well uh, it's a difficult process but the launch was good and the proceedings so far have been uh, good enough for us to hope for a good outcome all right and yet when uh, the the team the negotiating team was actually announced by president ashraf ghani you yourself declined to be a part of that team why was that it, it was the it was the uh, leadership uh, council team for the for the talks uh, my my reason for declining uh, was uh, because of the officialism of it i've been uh, in office for um, 14 years i had uh, 14 years uh, in office uh, for me to continue to be or again be part of uh, inofficialdom is not good uh, I, i don't see it appropriate i believe i can play a much better role and much more intensely positive role as a citizen and as a citizen i will continue to play my role continue to help the peace process continue to be in the service of the peace process as i was in the past Right now, you mentioned India's participation and the importance of that. Do you think the next step will be or should be for India to directly engage with the Taliban? Thus far, India has always held that the Taliban is a terrorist organization. They have refused to recognize them, refused to engage them publicly, at least. Do you think the next step will be direct talks? The Taliban are Afghans. Uh, they're part of the. Um, uh, part of uh, our country uh, part of the afghan people uh, they are fully um, uh, members of our society and of our polity uh, india is a friend of afghanistan and a historic friend of afghanistan it's appropriate for the, a friend of afghanistan like india to be in contact and in touch and in engagement with the entire afghan policy and all the political views and trends in the country for that reason yes it is good for india to be in touch with the taliban and for that reason also it is extremely important for india to be fully on board and um, 
in support and help uh, of this process, the peace process. So India's uh, presence is imperative and we welcome it. All right, but do you think it is too late that India took too long to perhaps join this process? It was the last outlier in a sense. Well, India is welcome to be part of this uh, significantly important national process for our country. But now uh, it's not late. Uh, they've joined at the right time at the launch of the peace process, and that's welcome. All right. Now, one of the one of the concerns, if you like, that External Affairs Minister Jay Shankar seemed to be articulating in his speech was that the outcome of the talks cannot come at the cost of the progress that was made in Afghanistan post-Taliban, post-2001, and of course when you were president, and that includes the constitution, it includes the democratic process and elections, the rights of minorities. Um, how can we be sure that the outcome of these talks will not in some way hamper or even stop all of these processes, all of these gains? Uh, priority for the Afghan people is peace. The priority for the Afghan people is a sovereign Afghanistan, a peaceful, sovereign Afghanistan. An Afghanistan that does not see interference from neighbors, an Afghanistan that's, uh, that does not receive uh, uh, trouble from abroad, an Afghanistan that's peace with itself and with its neighbors and the larger region and the world. Towards that objective, uh, the Taliban uh, and us have similar views. We met last year in Moscow and their desire for peace was as uh, intense as, uh, and as deep uh, as ours and their desire for a sovereign Afghanistan equally strong and good and desire for an Afghanistan that should be engaging uh, properly with, with, with the, our friends and neighbors, equally as good as ours. Now for uh, the life within Afghanistan uh, as to how we should live um, our life as Afghans, yes, there are differences in, in interpretations of things, but there are some fundamentals on which, um, uh, as we found out in Moscow, there will not be uh, serious disagreements. And if there are any disagreements, they will be resolvable, and I'm sure they will be resolved. The right of the Afghan woman to educate, the right of the Afghan society to uh, be able to uh, participate in politics, to, to vote and to, to gain votes, the right uh, of the country to progress, and progress cannot come to us without education and the foundations of a stable um, uh, democratic state. Interesting. So you're saying that the preliminary discussions have already set a base to what uh, is is maybe the bottom line uh, um, of the negotiations. Uh, even so, the concerns continue. We uh, we heard from uh, the first vice president a few days ago saying that uh, the political framework of the country cannot be changed, and you know if if the Taliban was to try and change that framework, they would uh, in fact pay for that. Uh, we spoke to the U.S. Special Envoy, Zalmay Khalilzad, who had a different take. He said it's not for outsiders to impose what the outcome of these talks will be. Do you really think that uh, whatever the outcome of the talks, they will not take Afghanistan backwards? We don't want Afghanistan to be taken backwards. The purpose of peace is not for Afghanistan to be taken backwards. The purpose of peace the desire for peace is to make Afghanistan better. And you cannot be better if you go backwards. And I'm sure that on, on certain principles, uh, 
foundations on which the future of a better Afghanistan uh, can be built, um, uh, as we did it 20 years ago, will not be disputed by, by the Taliban. They're also people like we are. They, they belong to this country. They've suffered like the rest of us have suffered. They've seen their families uh, uh, get killed and wounded, and, and they've seen deprivation like we have of all sorts. Therefore, as uh, the moment we sit down together as, as Afghans, the, the, the language changes, the sentiment changes, the emotions change, and the emotions are for this country. Um, I'm one with optimism, and I believe uh, in spite of the difficulties that we may face during talks and outside or inside of the, of the venue of talks, uh, we will eventually agree on a common uh, vision for Afghanistan. And then that common vision must be given to uh, the approval of the Afghan people, the entire country, right. all people of Afghanistan, which means a lower jerga of the Afghan people. And that lower jerga will certainly be doing what's good for the country. You know, one of the concerns about these talks has been also um, about the divisions within the team that went out from Kabul. Uh, first, we saw the endless delays. A lot of it was caused by the Taliban, much of it because of the delay in release of prisoners for which a lawyer jirga had to be held. Um, we're also seeing all of this process just months after the very real rivalry between President Ghani and uh, Dr. Abdullah Abdullah, who's now the, uh, the, the head of the High uh, Peace Council for, uh, for Reconciliation. How much should one worry about the divisions within the team itself at this point? We, we all of us supported the negotiating team that went to, to Doha. So we uh, consider them representing uh, all of us. As a matter of fact, today, uh, our expectation is very, very different. Uh, just today, we were in a, in, a, in, a, in a function, in a gathering, that was held to um, commemorate uh, the late uh, President Rabani. Lots of speakers addressed both sides at the table in Doha to think of Afghanistan and of the bigger national interest of the country. Nobody spoke about us here or them there. So the, the address is now to an Afghan uh, uh, gathering in, in, in Doha, an Afghan sitting in Doha, in which uh, two Afghans talk about the future of the country. So the expectation and the and the hope is that both sides will be thinking of Afghanistan and in unity. Right. You, you, you've said this even before the talks that the Taliban, essentially, they are Afghans, and these are Afghans yeah. speaking across a table. You also said that a peaceful Afghanistan is the outcome. And yet, we don't see the Taliban willing yet to announce a comprehensive ceasefire, a permanent ceasefire, even though the talks have begun. Why do you think that is? Ceasefire is a demand of uh, every Afghan individual, especially Afghan mothers and households, uh, especially the demand of uh, the overwhelming majority of the Afghan people who have suffered. Uh, this, 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 this demand I will repeat again, uh, this is also uh, my demand as a citizen of Afghanistan, uh, ceasefire uh, immediately. And this goes to both sides of uh, the talks, to the uh, government side and to the Taliban side. 
we hope that both will recognize that every day the blood that is shed is of our children and of our people, whether they are on the Taliban side or on this side, is the Afghan people suffering, the Afghan people dying, or country uh, losing. Uh, therefore, ceasefire is, uh, is a legitimate demand, and I hope it is uh, there uh, right now, this minute rather than a minute later. All right, but it is not a precondition for the talk. So do you think this will happen immediately? Because it seems as if the Taliban has no real incentive to declare that ceasefire at present. Well, well, we are at this point. We are expressing a, an immense desire uh, of the Afghan people for ceasefire, and both parties recognize, and both parties have heard this desire. So let's hope it occurs to them and it is done. Now, the U.S. Special Envoy Zalmay Khalil Zad visited Delhi, met with the uh, Indian External Affairs Minister, met with uh, the National Security Advisor as well. Before that. He was in Pakistan. And what seems significant is he essentially went to Rawalpindi, to the army headquarters, met with the army chief there. Um, The message that seems to go out is that the Pakistani military, which, of course, India believes has funded and trained and and given shelter to the Taliban, still holds a real sway over this peace process. Do you think the Pakistan uh, veto, if you like, on the peace process remains? Pakistan and the United States are the two countries who have uh, immense role in determining peace in Afghanistan or uh, in causing war and suffering to the Afghan people. And this has been said a uh, long time back uh, and established uh, long ago. Uh, I hope uh, that our brothers uh, in Pakistan, our neighbors there, uh, will see their future uh, in a peaceful, stable, and prosperous Afghanistan. And time has proven this as well, that if we are suffering, that suffering will also go to Pakistan and to our other neighbors. I hope this recognition has uh, arrived there. And I hope uh, based on this recognition, Pakistan will uh, now engage in a civilized relation with the Afghan people, not uh, one through the use of extremism or other warlike means. Uh, I'm saying that what Afghanistan has faced, India has faced as well, which is why um, the concern over the entire peace process has been if the U.S. does pull out its troops. Uh, What we will see is uh, Pakistan having a greater role inside Kabul, just as it did in 1996. Do you think that the situation still remains? Well, uh, we we hope the United States... uh withdrawal from Afghanistan will be uh, one that uh, will bring peace and stability to Afghanistan and not the opposite of it. One that's responsible uh, and done sensibly. And we also hope that Pakistan will recognize that no amount of uh, pressure or interference or the use of uh, extremist means or methods that are violent and uh, bring violence will bring Pakistan to the realization of its interest in Afghanistan. It is for this fact that we we, we, we keep appealing to Pakistan's uh, good senses with regard to uh, its relations with Afghanistan. No, we will not allow Afghanistan to be influenced by any country. That's not our nature. Uh, uh, so I hope uh, uh, Pakistan 
our brother and neighbor recognizes that uh, the U.S. presence in Afghanistan or uh, the U.S. absence from Afghanistan will not mean an opportunity lost or opportunity or opportunity gained for Pakistan. Afghanistan will remain and will keep working and struggling and sacrificing for its sovereignty and independence and will be. Okay. As President, you had um, negotiated the Strategic Partnership Alliance with India, which was the first uh, such strategic partnership. And then you had actually uh, negotiated the bilateral security arrangement with the United States. Given your uh, experience of what the U.S. wanted then and perhaps what it wants now, do you think there will be a full troops withdrawal if the intra-Afghan negotiations are successful? In other words, Will the U.S. bring its troops levels down uh, to zero or bare minimum? Will it retain any bases in Afghanistan? The United States has said that it will reduce its military presence in Afghanistan considerably and bring it down to uh, more than just a couple of thousand troops. But the United States has also said that that it intends to remain uh, some form of presence in Afghanistan. Uh, which should mean intelligence presence and, and uh, assistance to uh, the training of the Afghan forces and all that. Do you think the election results in November actually make a difference to Afghanistan? No, uh, I don't think the uh, elections in November or the result of that election uh, in the United States will make any difference to the U.S. policy towards Afghanistan. The United States has set its policy for Afghanistan. They've been doing it continuously. Um, uh, the same way um, for as long as I remember. Uh, so that will not uh, bring about change. What we want is uh, U.S.-Afghan relations that will see peace uh, in Afghanistan, that will see the United States dealing directly with Afghanistan and not from the uh, point of view of interests of others, and that uh, the U.S.-Afghan relations are stable and in the interest of both countries, not a one-way thing. All right. And if the U.S. does then uh, complete this more or less uh, complete pullout, do you think that the regional powers, Russia, China, Iran, India, uh, and Pakistan, of course, are going to play a a larger role in Afghanistan? What is the kind of role you would like to see them play? We very, very much uh, are keen observers of this this, uh, possibility. If the United States withdraws, then it withdraws completely. And if it doesn't keep an interest in Afghanistan, a positive interest in Afghanistan, and if you are left alone with the region, uh, the best for us is an Afghanistan where our neighbors and friends uh, and allies are cooperating rather than competing. The best for us is to uh, let our brothers and sisters in Pakistan know that Afghanistan cannot be interfered or taken over, no matter how much is done uh, uh, in the negative, the Afghan people will not be affected and the Afghan people will continue to stand up and defend themselves. Iran has been a good neighbor with us. Uh, Russia is, is a superpower and, 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 and a great old ally and friend of Afghanistan. India the same way. China is our neighbor and, and, and a superpower and a great country and has been friendly with Afghanistan. We would be seeking a cooperative environment among uh, our neighbors and regional powers, and uh, especially in relation uh, to Afghanistan and in Afghanistan. 
All right. Finally, I do want to ask you, it's been a decade of this dialogue process. Um, you had spoken earlier about talks with the Taliban, about a reconciliation process. Um, since 2010, we've been talking about, uh, we've certainly been uh, seeing uh, this process falter and sometimes make a little headway. How do you feel at the end of this decade, really, to watch these intra-Afghan negotiations finally get underway? I feel very happy and I feel optimistic. And I'm glad that uh, our friends um, have all been there participating in this process. And uh, uh, I'm optimistic and I, and I, and I believe uh, we will succeed. All right, President Karzai, on that optimistic note, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Welcome. Good talking to you. 